Genesis chapter 27. When Isaac was old, and his eyes were so weak that he was almost blind, he called his older son Esau and said to him, My son. Here am I, Esau replied. Isaac said, Since I am so old, I could die at any time. Therefore, take your weapons, your quiver and your bow, and go out into the open fields and hunt down some wild game for me. Then prepare for me some tasty food, the kind I love, and bring it to me. Then I will eat it so that I may bless you before I die. Now Rebekah had been listening while Isaac spoke to his son Esau. When Esau went out to the open fields to hunt down some wild game and bring it back, Rebekah said to her son Jacob, Look, I overheard your father tell your brother Esau, Bring me some wild game and prepare for me some tasty food. Then I will eat it and bless you in the presence of the Lord before I die. Now then, my son, do exactly what I tell you. Go to the flock and get me two of the best young goats. I'll prepare them in a tasty way for your father, just the way he loves them. Then you will take it to your father. Thus he will eat it and bless you before he dies. But Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, Jacob protested to his mother Rebekah, and I have smooth skin. My father may touch me, then he'll think I'm mocking him, and I'll bring a curse on myself instead of a blessing. So his mother told him, Any curse against you will fall on me, my son. Just obey me. Go and get them for me. So he went and got the goats and brought them to his mother. She prepared some tasty food, just the way his father loved it. Then Rebekah took her older son Esau's best clothes, which she had with her in the house, and put them on her younger son Jacob. She put the skins of the young goats on his hands and the smooth part of his neck. Then she handed the tasty food and the bread she had made to her son Jacob. He went to his father and said, My father. Isaac replied, Here I am. Which are you, my son? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I've done as you told me. Now sit up and eat some of my wild game so that you can bless me. But Isaac asked his son, How in the world did you find it so quickly, my son? Because the Lord your God brought it to me, he replied. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Come closer so I can touch you, my son, and know for certain if you really are my son Esau. So Jacob went over to his father Isaac, who felt him, and said, The voice is Jacob's, but the hands are Esau's. He did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So Isaac blessed Jacob. Then he asked, Are you really my son Esau? I am, Jacob replied. Isaac said, Bring some of the wild game for me to eat, my son. Then I will bless you. So Jacob brought it to him, and he ate it. He also brought him wine, and Isaac drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come here and kiss me, my son. So Jacob went over and kissed him. When Isaac caught the scent of his clothing, he blessed him, saying, Yes, my son smells like the scent of an open field, which the Lord has blessed. May God give you the dew of the sky and the richness of the earth and plenty of grain and new wine. May people serve you and nations bow down to you. You will be lord over your brothers, and the sons of your mother will bow down to you. May those who curse you be cursed, and those who bless you be blessed. 
Isaac had just finished blessing Jacob, and Jacob had scarcely left his father's presence when his brother Esau returned from the hunt. He also prepared some tasty food and brought it to his father. Esau said to him, My father, get up and eat some of your son's wild game. Then you can bless me. His father Isaac asked, Who are you? I'm your firstborn son, he replied, Esau. Isaac began to shake violently and asked, Then who else hunted game and brought it to me? I ate all of it just before you arrived, and I blessed him. He will indeed be blessed. When Esau heard his father's words, he wailed loudly and bitterly. He said to his father, Bless me too, my father. But Isaac replied, Your brother came in here deceitfully and took away your blessing. Esau exclaimed, Jacob is the right name for him. He has tripped me up two times. He took away my birthright, and now look, he has taken away my blessing. Then he asked, Have you not kept back a blessing for me? Isaac replied to Esau, Look, I have made him lord over you. I have made all his relatives his servants, and provided him with grain and new wine. What is left that I can do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, Do you only have that one blessing, my father? Bless me too. Then Esau wept loudly. So his father Isaac said to him, See here, your home will be by the richness of the earth and by the dew of the sky above. You will live by your sword, but you will serve your brother. When you grow restless, you will tear off his yoke from your neck. So Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing his father had given to his brother. Esau said privately, The time of mourning for my father is near. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. When Rebekah heard what her older son Esau had said, she quickly summoned her younger son Jacob and told him, Look, your brother Esau is planning to get revenge by killing you. Now then, my son, do what I say. Run away immediately to my brother Laban in Haran. Live with him for a little while until your brother's rage subsides. Stay there until your brother's anger against you subsides and he forgets what you did to him. Then I'll send someone to bring you back from there. Why should I lose both of you in one day? Then Rebekah said to Isaac, I am deeply depressed because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob were to marry one of these daughters of Heth who live in this land, I would want to die. Genesis chapter 28. So Isaac called for Jacob and blessed him. Then he commanded him, You must not marry a Canaanite woman. Leave immediately for Padan Aram. Go to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and find yourself a wife there, among the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May the sovereign God bless you. May he make you fruitful and give you a multitude of descendants. Then you will become a large nation. May he give you and your descendants the blessing he gave to Abraham, so that you may possess the land God gave to Abraham, the land where you have been living as a temporary resident. So Isaac sent Jacob on his way, and he went to Padan Aram, to Laban son of Bethuel the Aramean, and brother of Rebekah, the mother of Jacob and Esau. 
Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him off to Padan Aram to find a wife there. As he blessed him, Isaac commanded him, You must not marry a Canaanite woman. Jacob obeyed his father and mother and left for Padan Aram. Then Esau realized that the Canaanite women were displeasing to his father Isaac. So Esau went to Ishmael and married Mahalath, the sister of Nebaioth and daughter of Abraham's son Ishmael, along with the wives he already had. Meanwhile, Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. He had reached a certain place where he decided to camp before the sun had gone down. He took one of the stones and placed it near his head. Then he fell asleep in that place and had a dream. He saw a stairway erected on the earth with its top reaching to the heavens. The angels of God were going up and coming down it, and the Lord stood at its top. He said, I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather Abraham, and the God of your father Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the ground you are lying on. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west, east, north, and south. And so all the families of the earth may receive blessings through you and through your descendants. I am with you. I will protect you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I promised you. Then Jacob woke up and thought, Surely the Lord is in this place, but I did not realize it. He was afraid and said, What an awesome place this is! This is nothing else than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Early in the morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed near his head and set it up as a sacred stone. Then he poured oil on top of it. He called that place Bethel, although the former name of the town was Luz. Then Jacob made a vow, saying, If God is with me and protects me on this journey I am taking and gives me food to eat and clothing to wear, and I return safely to my father's home, then the Lord will become my God. Then this stone that I have set up as a sacred stone will be the house of God, and I will surely give you back a tenth of everything you give me. Genesis chapter 29 So Jacob moved on and came to the land of the eastern people, he saw in the field a well with three flocks of sheep lying beside it, because the flocks were watered from that well. Now a large stone covered the mouth of the well. When all the flocks were gathered there, the shepherds would roll the stone off the mouth of the well and water the sheep. Then they would put the stone back in its place over the well's mouth. Jacob asked them, My brothers, where are you from? They replied, We are from Haran. So he said to them, Do you know Laban, the grandson of Nahor? We know him, they said. Is he well? Jacob asked. They replied, He is well. Now look, here comes his daughter Rachel with the sheep. Then Jacob said, Since it is still the middle of the day, is it not time for the flocks to be gathered? You should water the sheep, and then go and let them graze some more. We can't, they said, until all the flocks are gathered and the stone is rolled off the mouth of the well. Then we water the sheep. While he was still speaking with them, Rachel arrived with her father's sheep, for she was tending them. When Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of his uncle Laban, and the sheep of his uncle Laban, 
he went over and rolled the stone off the mouth of the well and watered the sheep of his uncle Laban. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and began to weep loudly. When Jacob explained to Rachel that he was a relative of her father and the son of Rebekah, she ran and told her father. When Laban heard this news about Jacob, his sister's son, he rushed out to meet him. He embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his house. Jacob told Laban how he was related to him. Then Laban said to him, You are indeed my own flesh and blood. So Jacob stayed with him for a month. Then Laban said to Jacob, Should you work for me for nothing because you are my relative? Tell me what your wages should be. Now Laban had two daughters. The older one was named Leah, and the younger one Rachel. Leah's eyes were tender, but Rachel had a lovely figure and beautiful appearance. Since Jacob had fallen in love with Rachel, he said, I'll serve you seven years in exchange for your younger daughter Rachel. Laban replied, I'd rather give her to you than to another man. Stay with me. So Jacob worked for seven years to acquire Rachel, but they seemed like only a few days to him because his love for her was so great. Finally, Jacob said to Laban, Give me my wife, for my time of service is up, and I want to sleep with her. So Laban invited all the people of that place and prepared a feast. In the evening, he brought his daughter Leah to Jacob, and he slept with her. Laban gave his female servant Zilpah to his daughter Leah to be her servant. In the morning, Jacob discovered it was Leah. So Jacob said to Laban, What in the world have you done to me? Didn't I work for you in exchange for Rachel? Why have you tricked me? It is not our custom here, Laban replied, to give the younger daughter in marriage before the firstborn. Complete my older daughter's bridal week. Then we will give you the younger one too, in exchange for seven more years of work. Jacob did as Laban said. When Jacob completed Leah's bridal week, Laban gave his daughter Rachel to be his wife. Laban gave his female servant Bilhah to his daughter Rachel to be her servant. Jacob slept with Rachel as well. He also loved Rachel more than Leah. Then he worked for Laban for seven more years. When the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he enabled her to become pregnant while Rachel remained childless. So Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Reuben, for she said, The Lord has looked with pity on my oppressed condition. Surely my husband will love me now. She became pregnant again and had another son. She said, Because the Lord heard that I was unloved, he gave me this one too. So she named him Simeon. She became pregnant again and had another son. She said, Now this time my husband will show me affection, because I have given birth to three sons for him. That is why he was named Levi. She became pregnant again and had another son. She said, This time I will praise the Lord. That is why she named him Judah. Then she stopped having children. Genesis chapter 30 When Rachel saw that she could not give Jacob children, she became jealous of her sister. She said to Jacob, Give me children or I'll die. Jacob became furious with Rachel and exclaimed, Am I in the place of God? 
who has kept you from having children? She replied, Here is my servant Bilhah. Sleep with her so that she can bear children for me, and I can have a family through her. So Rachel gave him her servant Bilhah as a wife, and Jacob slept with her. Bilhah became pregnant and gave Jacob a son. Then Rachel said, God has vindicated me. He has responded to my prayer and given me a son. That is why she named him Dan. Bilhah, Rachel's servant, became pregnant again and gave Jacob another son. Then Rachel said, I have fought a desperate struggle with my sister, but I have won. So she named him Naphtali. When Leah saw that she had stopped having children, she gave her servant Zilpah to Jacob as a wife. Soon, Leah's servant Zilpah gave Jacob a son. Leah said, How fortunate! So she named him Gad. Then Leah's servant Zilpah gave Jacob another son. Leah said, How happy I am, for women will call me happy. So she named him Asher. At the time of the wheat harvest, Reuben went out and found some mandrake plants in the field and brought them to his mother Leah. Rachel said to Leah, Give me some of your son's mandrakes. But Leah replied, Wasn't it enough that you've taken away my husband? Would you take away my son's mandrakes too? All right, Rachel said. He may go to bed with you tonight in exchange for your son's mandrakes. When Jacob came in from the fields that evening, Leah went out to meet him and said, You must sleep with me because I have paid for your services with my son's mandrakes. So he went to bed with her that night. God paid attention to Leah. She became pregnant and gave Jacob a son for the fifth time. Then Leah said, God has granted me a reward because I gave my servant to my husband as a wife. So she named him Issachar. Leah became pregnant again and gave Jacob a son for the sixth time. Then Leah said, God has given me a good gift. Now my husband will honor me because I have given him six sons. So she named him Zebulun. After that, she gave birth to a daughter and named her Dinah. Then God took note of Rachel. He paid attention to her and enabled her to become pregnant. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son. Then she said, God has taken away my shame. She named him Joseph, saying, May the Lord give me yet another son. After Rachel had given birth to Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, Send me on my way, so that I can go home to my own country. Let me take my wives and my children, whom I have acquired by working for you. Then I'll depart, because you know how hard I've worked for you. But Laban said to him, If I have found favor in your sight, please stay here, for I have learned by divination that the Lord has blessed me on account of you. He added, Just name your wages, I'll pay whatever you want. You know how I have worked for you, Jacob replied, and how well your livestock have fared under my care. Indeed, you had little before I arrived, but now your possessions have increased many times over. The Lord has blessed you wherever I worked. But now, how long must it be before I do something for my own family too? So Laban asked, What should I give you? You don't need to give me a thing, Jacob replied. But if you agree to this one condition, I will continue to care for your flocks and protect them. 
Let me walk among all your flocks today and remove from them every speckled or spotted sheep, every dark-colored lamb, and the spotted or speckled goats. These animals will be my wages. My integrity will testify for me later on. When you come to verify that I have taken only the wages we agreed on, if I have in my possession any goat that is not speckled or spotted, or any sheep that is not dark-colored, it will be considered stolen. Agreed, said Laban. It will be as you say. So that day Laban removed the male goats that were streaked or spotted, all the female goats that were speckled or spotted, all that had any white on them, and all the dark-colored lambs, and put them in the care of his sons. Then he separated them from Jacob by a three-day journey, while Jacob was taking care of the rest of Laban's flocks. But Jacob took fresh-cut branches from poplar, almond, and plane trees. He made white streaks by peeling them, making the white inner wood in the branches visible. Then he set up the peeled branches in all the watering troughs where the flocks came to drink. He set up the branches in front of the flocks when they were in heat and came to drink. When the sheep mated in front of the branches, they gave birth to young that were streaked or speckled or spotted. Jacob removed these lambs, but he made the rest of the flock face the streaked and completely dark-colored animals in Laban's flock. So he made separate flocks for himself and did not mix them with Laban's flocks. When the stronger females were in heat, Jacob would set up the branches in the troughs in front of the flock, so they would mate near the branches. But if the animals were weaker, he did not set the branches there. So the weaker animals ended up belonging to Laban, and the stronger animals to Jacob. In this way, Jacob became extremely prosperous. He owned large flocks, male and female servants, camels, and donkeys. Genesis chapter 31 Jacob heard that Laban's sons were complaining, Jacob has taken everything that belonged to our father. He has gotten rich at our father's expense. When Jacob saw the look on Laban's face, he could tell his attitude toward him had changed. The Lord said to Jacob, Return to the land of your fathers and to your relatives. I will be with you. So Jacob sent a message for Rachel and Leah to come to the field where his flocks were. There he said to them, I can tell that your father's attitude toward me has changed, but the God of my father has been with me. You know that I've worked for your father as hard as I could, but your father has humiliated me and changed my wages ten times. But God has not permitted him to do me any harm. If he said, The speckled animals will be your wage, then the entire flock gave birth to speckled offspring. But if he said, The streaked animals will be your wage, then the entire flock gave birth to streaked offspring. In this way, God has snatched away your father's livestock and given them to me. Once, during breeding season, I saw in a dream that the male goats mating with the flock were streaked, speckled, and spotted. In the dream, the angel of God said to me, Jacob. Here I am, I replied. Then he said, Observe that all the male goats mating with the flock are streaked, speckled, or spotted, for I have observed all that Laban has done to you. I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed the sacred stone and made a vow to me. Now leave this land immediately and return to your native land. Then Rachel and Leah replied to him, Do we still have any portion or inheritance in our father's house? Hasn't he treated us like foreigners? He not only sold us, but completely wasted the money paid for us. 
Surely all the wealth that God snatched away from our Father belongs to us and to our children. So now do everything God has told you. So Jacob immediately put his children and his wives on the camels. He took away all the livestock he had acquired and paid in Aram, and all his movable property that he had accumulated. Then he set out toward the land of Canaan to return to his father Isaac. While Laban had gone to shear his sheep, Rachel stole the household idols that belonged to her father. Jacob also deceived Laban the Aramean by not telling him that he was leaving. He left with all he owned. He quickly crossed the Euphrates River and headed for the hill country of Gilead. Three days later, Laban discovered Jacob had left. So he took his relatives with him and pursued Jacob for seven days. He caught up with him in the hill country of Gilead. But God came to Laban the Aramean in a dream at night and warned him, Be careful that you neither bless nor curse Jacob. Laban overtook Jacob, and when Jacob pitched his tent in the hill country of Gilead, Laban and his relatives set up camp there too. What have you done? Laban demanded of Jacob. You've deceived me and carried away my daughters as if they were captives of war. Why did you run away secretly and deceive me? Why didn't you tell me so I could send you off with a celebration complete with singing, tambourines, and harps? You didn't even allow me to kiss my daughters and my grandchildren goodbye. You have acted foolishly. I have the power to do you harm. But the God of your father told me last night, Be careful that you neither bless nor curse Jacob. Now I understand that you have gone away because you longed desperately for your father's house. Yet why did you steal my gods? I left secretly because I was afraid, Jacob replied to Laban. I thought you might take your daughters away from me by force. Whoever has taken your gods will be put to death. In the presence of our relatives, identify whatever is yours and take it. Now Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen them. So Laban entered Jacob's tent, and Leah's tent, and the tent of the two female servants, but he did not find the idols. Then he left Leah's tent and entered Rachel's. Now Rachel had taken the idols and put them inside her camel's saddle and sat on them. Laban searched the whole tent, but did not find them. Rachel said to her father, Don't be angry, my lord. I cannot stand up in your presence because I'm having my period. So he searched thoroughly, but did not find the idols. Jacob became angry and argued with Laban. What did I do wrong? he demanded of Laban. What sin of mine prompted you to chase after me in hot pursuit? When you searched through all my goods, did you find anything that belonged to you? Set it here before my relatives and yours, and let them settle the dispute between the two of us. I have been with you for the past twenty years. Your ewes and female goats have not miscarried, nor have I eaten rams from your flocks. Animals torn by wild beasts I never brought to you. I always absorbed the loss myself. You always made me pay for every missing animal, whether it was taken by day or at night. I was consumed by scorching heat during the day and by piercing cold at night, and I went without sleep. This was my lot for twenty years in your house. I worked like a slave for you. Fourteen years for your two daughters and six years for your flocks, but you changed my wages ten times. If the God of my father, the God of Abraham, the one whom Isaac fears, had not been with me, you would certainly have sent me away empty-handed, but God saw how I was oppressed and how hard I worked, and he rebuked you last night. Laban replied to Jacob, 
These women are my daughters, these children are my grandchildren, and these flocks are my flocks. All that you see belongs to me. But how can I harm these daughters of mine today, or the children to whom they have given birth? So now, come, let's make a formal agreement, you and I, and it will be proof that we have made peace. So Jacob took a stone and set it up as a memorial pillar. Then he said to his relatives, Gather stones. So they brought stones and put them in a pile. They ate there by the pile of stones. Laban called it Jigur Sehadutha, but Jacob called it Galead. Laban said, This pile of stones is a witness of our agreement today. That is why it was called Galead. It was also called Mizpah because he said, May the Lord watch between us when we are out of sight of one another. If you mistreat my daughters, or if you take wives beside my daughters, although no one else is with us, realize that God is witness to your actions. Here is this pile of stones and this pillar I have set up between me and you, Laban said to Jacob. This pile of stones and the pillar are reminders that I will not pass beyond this pile to come to harm you, and that you will not pass behind this pile and this pillar to come to harm me. May the God of Abraham and the God of Nahor, the gods of their father, judge between us. Jacob took an oath by the God whom his father Isaac feared. Then Jacob offered sacrifice on the mountain and invited his relatives to eat the meal. They ate the meal and spent the night on the mountain. Early in the morning, Laban kissed his grandchildren and his daughters goodbye and blessed them. Then Laban left and returned home. Genesis chapter 32 So Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. When Jacob saw them, he exclaimed, This is the camp of God! So he named that place Mahanaim. Jacob sent messengers on ahead to his brother Esau in the land of Seir, the region of Edom. He commanded them, This is what you must say to my lord Esau. This is what your servant Jacob says. I have been staying with Laban until now. I have oxen, donkeys, sheep, and male and female servants. I have sent this message to inform my lord, so that I may find favor in your sight. The messengers returned to Jacob and said, We went to your brother Esau. He is coming to meet you and has four hundred men with him. Jacob was very afraid and upset, so he divided the people who were with him into two camps, as well as the flocks, herds, and camels. If Esau attacks one camp, he thought, then the other camp will be able to escape. Then Jacob prayed, O God of my father Abraham, God of my father Isaac, O Lord, you said to me, Return to your land and to your relatives, and I will make you prosper. I am not worthy of all the faithful love you have shown your servant. With only my walking stick, I crossed the Jordan. But now I have become two camps. Rescue me, I pray thee, from the hand of my brother Esau, for I am afraid he will come and attack me, as well as the mothers with their children. But you said, I will certainly make you prosper, and will make your descendants like the sand on the seashore, too numerous to count. Jacob stayed there that night, then he sent as a gift to his brother Esau two hundred female goats and twenty male goats, two hundred ewes and twenty rams, thirty female camels with their young, forty cows and ten bulls, and twenty female donkeys and ten male donkeys, 
He entrusted them to his servants, who divided them into herds. He told his servants, Pass over before me, and keep some distance between one herd and the next. He instructed the servant leading the first herd, When my brother Esau meets you and asks, To whom do you belong? Where are you going? Whose herds are you driving? Then you must say, They belong to your servant Jacob. They have been sent as a gift to my lord Esau. In fact, Jacob himself is behind us. He also gave these instructions to the second and third servants, as well as all those who were following the herds, saying, You must say the same thing to Esau when you meet him. You must also say, In fact, your servant Jacob is behind us. Jacob thought, I will first appease him by sending a gift ahead of me. After that, I will meet him. Perhaps he will accept me. So the gifts were sent on ahead of him while he spent that night in the camp. During the night, Jacob quickly took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven sons, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream along with his possessions. So Jacob was left alone. Then a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he could not defeat Jacob, he struck the socket of his hip, so the socket of Jacob's hip was dislocated while he wrestled with him. Then the man said, Let me go, for the dawn is breaking. I will not let you go, Jacob replied, unless you bless me. The man asked him, What is your name? He answered, Jacob. No longer will your name be Jacob, the man told him, but Israel, because you have fought with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked, Please tell me your name. Why do you ask my name? the man replied. Then he blessed Jacob there. So Jacob named the place Peniel, explaining, Certainly, I have seen God face to face and have survived. The sun rose over him as he crossed over Penuel, but he was limping because of his hip. That is why to this day the Israelites do not eat the sinew which is attached to the socket of the hip, because he struck the socket of Jacob's hip near the attached sinew. Genesis chapter 33 Jacob looked up and saw that Esau was coming, along with four hundred men. So he divided the children among Leah, Rachel, and the two female servants. He put the servants and their children in front, with Leah and her children behind them, and Rachel and Joseph behind them. But Jacob himself went on ahead of them, and he bowed toward the ground seven times as he approached his brother. But Esau ran to meet him, embraced him, hugged his neck, and kissed him. Then they both wept. When Esau looked up and saw the women and the children, he asked, Who are these people with you? Jacob replied, The children whom God has graciously given your servant. The female servants came forward with their children and bowed down. Then Leah came forward with her children, and they bowed down. Finally, Joseph and Rachel came forward and bowed down. Esau then asked, What did you intend by sending all these herds to meet me? Jacob replied, To find favor in your sight, my lord. But Esau said, I have plenty, my brother. Keep what belongs to you. No, please take them, Jacob said. If I have found favor in your sight, accept my gift from my hand. 
Now that I have seen your face and you have accepted me, it is as if I have seen the face of God. Please take my present that was brought to you, for God has been generous to me and I have all I need. When Jacob urged him, he took it. Then Esau said, Let's be on our way. I will go in front of you. But Jacob said to him, My Lord knows that the children are young, and that I have to look after the sheep and cattle that are nursing their young. If they are driven too hard for even a single day, all the animals will die. Let my Lord go on ahead of his servant. I will travel more slowly, at the pace of the herds and the children, until I come to my Lord at Seir. So Esau said, Let me leave some of my men with you. Why do that? Jacob replied. My Lord has already been kind enough to me. So that same day Esau made his way back to Seir. But Jacob traveled to Succoth, where he built himself a house and made shelters for his livestock. That is why the place was called Succoth. After he left Padan Aram, Jacob came safely to the city of Shechem in the land of Canaan, and he camped near the city. Then he purchased the portion of the field where he had pitched his tent. He bought it from the sons of Hamor, Shechem's father, for one hundred pieces of money. There he set up an altar and called it, The God of Israel is God. Genesis chapter 34 Now Dinah, Leah's daughter, whom she bore to Jacob, went to meet the young women of the land. When Shechem, son of Hamor the Hivite, who ruled that area, saw her, he grabbed her and forced himself on her and sexually assaulted her. Then he became very attached to Dinah, Jacob's daughter. He fell in love with the young woman and spoke romantically to her. Shechem said to his father Hamor, Acquire this young girl as my wife. When Jacob heard that Shechem had violated his daughter Dinah, his sons were with the livestock in the field, so Jacob remained silent until they came in. Then Shechem's father Hamor went to speak with Jacob about Dinah. Now Jacob's sons had come in from the field when they heard the news. They were offended and very angry because Shechem had disgraced Israel by sexually assaulting Jacob's daughter, a crime that should not be committed. But Hamor made this appeal to them. My son Shechem is in love with your daughter. Please give her to him as his wife. Intermarry with us. Let us marry your daughters and take our daughters as wives for yourselves. You may live among us, and the land will be open to you. Live in it, travel freely in it, and acquire property in it. Then Shechem said to Dinah's father and brothers, Let me find favor in your sight, and whatever you require of me I'll give. You can make the bride price and the gift I must bring very expensive, and I'll give whatever you ask of me. Just give me the young woman as my wife. Jacob's sons answered Shechem and his father Hamor deceitfully when they spoke, because Shechem had violated their sister Dinah. They said to them, We cannot give our sister to a man who is not circumcised, for it would be a disgrace to us. We will give you our consent on this one condition. You must become like us by circumcising all your males. Then we will give you our daughters to marry, and we will take your daughters as wives for ourselves, and we will live among you and become one people. But if you do not agree to our terms by being circumcised, 
Then we will take our sister and depart. Their offer pleased Hamor and his son Shechem. The young man did not delay in doing what they asked, because he wanted Jacob's daughter Dinah badly. Now, he was more important than anyone in his father's household. So Hamor and his son Shechem went to the gate of their city and spoke to the men of their city. These men are at peace with us, so let them live in the land and travel freely in it, for the land is wide enough for them. We will take their daughters for wives, and we will give them our daughters to marry. Only on this one condition will these men consent to live with us and become one people. They demand that every male among us be circumcised just as they are circumcised. If we do so, won't their livestock, their property, and all their animals become ours? So let's consent to their demand, so they will live among us. All the men who assembled at the city gate agreed with Hamor and his son Shechem. Every male who assembled at the city gate was circumcised. In three days, when they were still in pain, two of Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, each took his sword and went to the unsuspecting city and slaughtered every male. They killed Hamor and his son Shechem with the sword, took Dinah from Shechem's house, and left. Jacob's sons killed them and looted the city, because their sister had been violated. They took their flocks, herds, and donkeys, as well as everything in the city and in the surrounding fields. They captured as plunder all their wealth, all their little ones, and their wives, including everything in the houses. Then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have brought ruin on me by making me a foul odor among the inhabitants of the land, among the Canaanites and the Perizzites. I am few in number. They will join forces against me and attack me, and both I and my family will be destroyed. But Simeon and Levi replied, Should he treat our sister like a common prostitute? Genesis chapter 35 Then God said to Jacob, Go up at once to Bethel and live there. Make an altar there to God, who appeared to you when you fled from your brother Esau. So Jacob told his household and all who were with him, Get rid of your foreign gods you have among you. Purify yourselves and change your clothes. Let us go up at once to Bethel. Then I will make an altar there to God, who responded to me in my time of distress and has been with me wherever I went. So they gave Jacob all the foreign gods that were in their possession and the rings that were in their ears. Jacob buried them under the oak near Shechem, and they started on their journey. The surrounding cities were afraid of God, and they did not pursue the sons of Jacob. Jacob and all those who were with him arrived at Luz, that is, Bethel, in the land of Canaan. He built an altar there and named the place El Bethel, because there God had revealed himself to him when he was fleeing from his brother. Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died and was buried under the oak below Bethel. Thus it was named Oak of Weeping. God appeared to Jacob again after he returned from Paden Aram and blessed him. God said to him, Your name is Jacob, but your name will no longer be called Jacob. Israel will be your name. So God named him Israel. Then God said to him, I am the sovereign God. 
Be fruitful and multiply. A nation, even a company of nations, will descend from you. Kings will be among your descendants. The land I gave to Abraham and Isaac, I will give to you. To your descendants, I will also give this land. Then God went up from the place where he spoke with him. So Jacob set up a sacred stone pillar in the place where God spoke with him. He poured out a drink offering on it, and then he poured oil on it. Jacob named the place where God spoke with him Bethel. They traveled on from Bethel, and when Ephrath was still some distance away, Rachel went into labor, and her labor was hard. When her labor was at its hardest, the midwife said to her, Don't be afraid, for you are having another son. With her dying breath, she named him Ben-Onai, but his father called him Benjamin instead. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is, Bethlehem. Jacob set up a marker over her grave. It is the marker of Rachel's grave to this day. Then Israel traveled on and pitched his tent beyond Migdal Eder. While Israel was living in that land, Reuben went to bed with Bilhah, his father's concubine, and Israel heard about it. Jacob had twelve sons. The sons of Leah were Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, as well as Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun. The sons of Rachel were Joseph and Benjamin. The sons of Bilhah, Rachel's servant, were Dan and Naphtali. The sons of Zilpah, Leah's servant, were Gad and Asher. These were the sons of Jacob, who were born to him in Padan Aram. So Jacob came back to his father Isaac in Mamre, to Kiriath Arba, that is, Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac had stayed. Isaac lived to be 180 years old. Then Isaac breathed his last and joined his ancestors. He died an old man who had lived a full life. His sons Esau and Jacob buried him.